What are the best daily fantasy and prop bet options for Sunday's divisional playoff games? Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. It's time to break it down right here, right now, as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we do have to look at the Sunday divisional playoff games. We're going to look at some props there for all the offensive skill players involved. Then we're going to come up with a Sunday slate for DFS for FanDuel lineups. So, we're going to do exactly what we did with the Saturday games. If you missed the breakdown of Texans, Ravens, and Packers 49ers, that's up right now to check out on our archives. We will get into our prize picks picks of the week here. Uh, we'll make our three regular six uh, suggestions, I should say, and our one demon pick. We'll have that. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. To get a code there that will get you a first deposit match up to $100. So good deal there to get in on price picks. And we'll give you how to play price picks there on tomorrow's show. But today's show, we got to focus on the two games on Sunday. First up comes the Buccaneers and Lions. Not too big of a surprise that these two teams are there. We might have seen an Eagles-Rams advancement here. But right now, the Lions... Yet a second home game in the playoff, unexpected with the Cowboys losing. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Michelle, let's uh, break it down. The headline in this game, of course, two number one overall pick quarterbacks, redemption tour here with them, and uh, playing really well right now going into this playoff matchup. Yeah, you have two quarterbacks that can sling the ball around with really good weapons on both sides of the ball. And then also defenses that really struggle to cover the pass. So this should be a high scoring game with a lot of a lot of overs that I like in these player props when you when you go down the list. But just starting at the quarterbacks here, Derek Goff's lines are sitting at 265 and a half passing yards and one and a half passing touchdowns. His passing touchdown line to take the over, it is minus 130 odds. So not making a lot of money on that bet. You would probably have to go up to three plus pass touchdowns to make some uh, decent money there with plus 300 odds. But I like his overs for both of these, especially the passing yards. Buccaneers are giving up a lot of passing yards per game this year. And Jared Goff at home has hit this over pretty easily for 266 passing yards or more in each of his last four home games. So uh, I really like this line here for Jared Goff's passing. Uh, Would you take the over for both of these? I do like the passing yards. Yeah, I'm definitely going to focus in on that with the numbers being relatively low. And I think you look at, again, these two defenses good against the run. So you're going to have to pass. Where I'm going to take a pause here is the Goff touchdown passes because – we know the Lions, even when they struggle, right, to run the ball like last week was a good example against the Rams. They're still going to give 
in most cases, Dave Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs a chance to score in the red zone. So I, given that it's not a great value, right, at 1.5 over, you could go higher and go for three pass TDs, but that's a little risky there. I think two it seems like a reasonable one, but I'm not sure he's going to get two. So just because of Montgomery and Gibbs, I'm going to take the yards for the passing, but not the TDs. And with Baker, I'm taking both. Also, because you get a good value there, right? You're at plus 112. They're going to have to put the ball in the air. They don't really score a lot of rushing touchdowns. If Rashad White's going to score, probably going to be on a swing pass. So they put in the end zone quite a bit here through the passing game. So I'm feeling that as well. So again, based on the way these seasons have gone, I like the two overs on the passing, but I'll take Baker with the TDs and not golf in this one. Yeah, and Baker's line for passing is pretty low. Uh, it's only at 244 and a half. He's hit 280, so well over this mark in four of his last five games. The Lions have allowed the most passing yards in the NFL this season, fifth most passing touchdowns per game. So, like you said, I love both of these lines, especially the pass yards line. I'm smashing that one. But now let's look at the wide receivers. Who will they be throwing to? So, I think. It's pretty easy, right, for the Lions side when it comes to wide receivers. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. His line's sitting at 89 and a half receiving yards. It's high, but it's going to be because he always has a lot of high receiving yards, right? He has over 100 receiving yards in four of the last five games, 90 plus in all of his last five games. Are you liking this 89.5 line for him, uh, for Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, we talked about this player before, but really the Bucks overall have been very inconsistent and shaky more times than not in the slot. Christian Itzian is the guy inside. So that's why St. Brown and really C.D. Lamb go off in a lot of weeks because they really get superior matchups when they line up inside. And it's really benefited St. Brown all season long. We know Jared Goff likes to throw there. Yeah, I feel good about this one for sure. I mean, you mentioned his streak of 90-yard games. I mean, 89.5, that's why it's there exactly related to that, but St. Brown's going to easily go past that again. They're going to have to throw a lot of short passes in this one as an extension of the running game. That's not going to work. And the Buccaneers look, Chris Godwin's a little bit banged up. We'll see. He's got a knee injury, missed the first practice of the week. He should be okay. Played through it, but something to keep in mind, right? As they involved more guys last week, David Moore and Trey Palmer were making some big plays. So some look at it and it came at the expense of Mike Evans. So that's the question here. Godwin is at 60.5. Michelle, how are you feeling about him? I think I have to go with Mike Evans here at 68.5. If there's going to be that little of difference, Godwin is hurting and there's other receivers, I think I have to go with Evans in this game, especially because he was quiet last week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Evans. It's sitting at 68.5. We know that he can get some big chunk plays on this Lions uh, defense. So I brought up how the Lions have allowed the most passing yards per game. They've also allow the most receiving yards per game to wide receivers this season. Now, Mike Evans, I mean, he only has, uh, to do this math in my head real quick, 70 total receiving yards over his last two games. So he's been quiet for two straight games. Mike Evans doesn't stay quiet for three. It doesn't happen too often. So I think this is a Mike Evans big blow-up game against the secondary. And then, really, you're just the only other receiving option I would feel good about placing money down in this game is Sam Laporta, right? So it's going to be these big two for the Buccaneers with Evans and Godwin that you're looking at. And then St. Brown and Sam Laporta for the Lions. He played a heavy amount of snaps last week. He was questionable, very questionable to play. He played, played over 80% of snaps, very low stat line, but he did come down with the touchdown. 
His line's only sitting at 33 and a half receiving yards. Do we think he's a little bit healthier and we'll get going in this game? It's a nice matchup for him. Yeah, the Buccaneers have struggled also to cover the tight end. They actually have a very good safety, but he's not necessarily his strength there, Antoine Winfield Jr. So when you look at it, I think you look at Laporta. Look, the yardage is right there. I, I think if it's gonna, not going to be St. Brown, it's going to be a lot of Laporta in this game. It's hard to stretch the field on the Bucks as well because of the zone. They kind of play with Todd Bowles, and they're pretty active the, at linebacker as well. But look at Laporta is going to get those shorter passes here in the middle of the field while St. Brown could stretch it a little bit, a little deeper on the intermediate routes than Laporta, but I think it's going to be a lot of middle of field stuff for Jared Goff, and that's why I feel really comfortable with that. It's a good matchup. Evans has a good matchup as well, so I'm feeling it with all these guys, St. Brown, Evans, and Laporta this week. And going to the running back, so I think these are harder ones. You have Three running backs to take a look at here. Obviously, the two on the Lions, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, they both, you know, their yardage has been down a lot. They're scoring a ton of touchdowns, both of them. Like, it's not like just because Gibbs has started to score touchdowns lately, it's it, it's taken anything away from David Montgomery. He's still scoring nearly every game as well. But the rushing yards, especially for Jameer Gibbs, has gone all the way down. And then for Rashad White, he's kind of cooled off since uh, the middle of, um, you know, weeks 12 through 15, he was on fire, a little bit cooled off, had 75 scrimmage yards in the first wild card game. Which line do you like the best here among these running backs in this game? You have Gibbs at 74 and a half scrimmage yards, Montgomery at 57 and a half rush yards. He doesn't really, he's not involved in the receiving game. So it would just go with rush yards there. And then Rashad White, at 80 and a half scrimmage yards or 53 and a half rushing yards, which line among these guys do you feel most confident in? I think Jameer Gibbs, just because he can get a variety of ways. He's a home run back, right? Rashad White is not all that efficient. Dave Montgomery is more of a power back, right? So I'm, I'm going to go with that Gibbs 74.5. It's the most comfortable that I can feel good about because I don't know exactly Montgomery's usage in the running game. And and Gibbs, I don't know his usage, but I know combined they want to get him the ball. So 74.5 is reasonable. I might also add, if I want to parlay that with a touchdown for Jameer Gibbs, it would maybe be on the same play, right? If he has a big run or catch that can explode there as part of this. So, so I would go that way with Gibbs over Montgomery. With Rashad White, it's tough because, again, his receiving role has dwindled a little bit, but if I had to go anywhere, I would go there because they're not going to run straight up on the lines very well. That's a too high of a number at 53.5. I think the scrimmage is too high, but I think with maybe three or four catches, if they're trailing in this one, I think he can get 22.5. Love it. And to finish up this game here, Lions, six and a half point favorites. Are you taking that? Or are you taking the Buccaneers to cover the six and a half points? I'm taking the over in this one. I think it's around uh, 48.5, but I do think it's going to be a 50-point affair here. And I do like the Buccaneers to keep it close. The first game was not close. That was in Tampa. The Bucs didn't even score a touchdown <laughs> game. So they're going to play a lot better in this one. They're much better since that time, right? I mean, they've been red hot down the stretch here. So I do like the Bucs to cover. I think that's a little too high for the Lions. Uh, they're in second straight uh, cover by the road team in Detroit, but Detroit wins again and advances to the championship game. So a lot of good stuff to look at there. We will – Get to the marquee event. This is why it's on the docket last. It's the Chiefs and Bills, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, this time in Buffalo. But first, we got to hear from one of our fine sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by 
BetterHelp. And uh, we're really thankful that they're sponsoring this because it's a tough time of the year for a lot of us here as we transition, uh, try to meet our New Year's resolutions and battle through some things that we want to get through so we can get on track here in 2024. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Well, it could be big or small and really anything can get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today I want to say how I really feel about something. And this is about fantasy football. I'm getting a little bit sad. This is something that I love all year long. It kind of keeps me going and motivated and we're not going to have it here pretty soon uh, with a few more playoff rounds and we're going to have to wait till next year. And that's tough, but Look, whether it's uh, something as small as fantasy football or something big in terms of our life that we want to kind of find some direction here, well, that's why BetterHelp is there for you because online therapy is different for everyone and most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. It's easy to get there. Just go to visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. Again, visit betterhelp.com slash locked on. You'll get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash locked on to give online therapy a try now. All right, Michelle, let us uh, continue the show here and uh, we'll get into it. Let's just dive right into it. Chiefs and Bills. This is the marquee event. Unfortunately, I don't think this is the game that's going to live up to the offensive expectations. I think there's going to be more defense in this game than we think. I think you're going to find with the other two and a half games, but I think in this one, be prepared for lower scoring, I think, with Mahomes versus Allen. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I think this is going to be a very heavy defensive game. And the Bills have a lot of defensive injuries, so that could hurt them. But we know the Chiefs offense just isn't this electric offense that we're used to seeing. So I don't think they're just going to dominate because the Bills have some injuries, especially at linebacker. I am a bit interested in Travis Kelsey's line. We'll get to that in a little bit. But hitting on these quarterbacks, Mahomes and Allen, now, I do think Allen will end up having a fine fantasy day, right? Like, I'm fine with playing yeah. him in DFS if you want to. He doesn't really matter with him. You can get the rushing touchdowns. He'll get a passing touchdown at least. Like, it'll come through. He'll get some rushing yards. But with Patrick Mahomes, they have, again, we talked about this last week. They have his passing touchdown line at one and a half, but at minus 132. Mm-hmm. So they think he's going to have two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns or more, right? And if you bet his under for one and a half passing touchdowns, you get it at plus 100. So if you bet 100 bucks, you get you win $100 if he has less than one and a half passing touchdowns. He's had one pass touchdown in five of his last six games. So it's almost always under the two touchdowns. The Bills have allowed just 1.1 passing touchdown per game this season, tied for the fourth fewest in the league with the Chiefs. I just, I don't know why they keep, they really want betters to place this under. Like they're tempting them. I think I still like it for this matchup. Yeah, I'm actually going to stay away from this particular one because the Chiefs are kind of fickle in the red zone, right? Sometimes they'll come through. Sometimes they'll settle for a field goal. Sometimes it's Isaiah Pacheco. I just don't know what I'm going to get down there. I don't like that uncertainty at all where I, I think if I would go anywhere, I feel better maybe upping it on Josh Allen going for like 2.5 over on the passing TDs and do it in that direction. Cause 
or the combined TDs for Josh Allen. I just feel a little bit better, and Mahomes can also cause a number and run it in. So I, I just don't want to bet against Mahomes in this game. Let's I just know. say that. It's his first road game in the playoffs. He has something to prove. So there's always a new milestone he's trying to hit. So I don't want to – I don't feel comfortable about the two, but I also don't feel comfortable about the one, and therefore <laughs> I think I'm going to pass. But I do like uh, the total yards for both of these guys, 287.5 for Mahomes. 277.5 for Allen. We know they run Allen more in the playoffs. That's kind of their MO. Mahomes was nuts running, right, against the Dolphins. So they're going to make whatever plays are needed to win this game. So I like those numbers uh, quite a bit. Now, Michelle, I don't know what you feel about these receivers now. Stefan Diggs, 64.5. Rashi Rice, 74.5. Interesting. I never thought you'd see Rice over Diggs in this matchup, but that's where we're at. That's kind of a reflection of their importance to their particular offenses now. So where are you feeling with those numbers? And then maybe you can uh, talk about why you like Travis Kelsey so much as well. Yeah. I just think with digs, it should, this line should still be lower. Like last week he had nine targets still only ended up with 52 receiving yards. He has had under 55 receiving yards in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the last nine games. And the other two games are 74 and 87. It's not like he went off. So they're still like, okay, Stephon Diggs is number one guy. But also the Chiefs secondary is no like they're really good too. And they're going to keep him to those lower yards per receptions that we've been seeing defenses keep digs to. So I I'm not touching this line for him. He's going to get nine, ten targets. It's going to happen. But I just don't know yeah. if he's going to be efficient enough to hit that 65 receiving yards. Rice has been awesome, right? Last two games, he's hit career highs, 127 yards in his last regular season game, 130 in the wild card game. The Bills are a pretty good secondary as well, even though they're dealing with injuries. So I'm not really loving either of those lines. I will say I like both of the tight end lines. So with Travis Kelsey sitting at 60 and a half and Kincaid sitting at 38 and a half for the Bills, with Kelsey, the Bills are suffering so bad at linebackers right now. Like so many injuries. I know they do have good safeties. Maybe uh, they'll, they'll help out with Kelsey, which they will. But Kelsey comes through in these big games. We saw last week he got 10 targets, came through with seven receptions, 71 yards. I think he does that again. I don't think he has a monster game, but 70, 75 yards definitely in his cards here. He only needs 61. And then Kincaid has totally come back to life the last three weeks, 87, 84, 59. So that line for him at 38 and a half with Gabe Davis still banged up. Who knows if he even plays? I love that for him. Yeah, with Diggs and Rice, I mean, look at these matchups. So Jerry Sneed, he gave up a big touchdown. Well, as a group, they did to uh, Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill was shut down the rest of the game. He couldn't get going. He had a lot of volume and catches, and he couldn't really break this threshold. So that says something, then you know they throw to Stefan Diggs a lot of short areas as well, right? So he could be contained with yards. He could get volume and he could average like six yards of reception or something like that and not come through here. So I don't like it against Snead. And I Rashi Rice has a tough matchup as well. I mean, Teron Johnson, but 74.5 is also pretty high. Now, but Kelsey, yeah, I think it's pretty low, 60.5. I think he came back to life in the playoffs. He got some rest last week or a couple weeks ago. You could see it. And what's happening here? Patrick Mahomes is just going to Travis Kelsey and Rushy Rice. He's not messing with the guys that don't come through for him, that he doesn't trust. He's going to two guys as much as possible. So I like that. Don Kincaid, the only thing that scares me 
is Dawson Knox will not go away. They're using him all over the field in key situations. So Don Kincaid's going to have to get a few chunk plays to get this done. I don't know if that will happen against his Chiefs defense. So something to look at there with Knox back in the mix. And then what about these running backs? We have Isaiah Pacheco and uh, James Cook. James Cook has cooled off a lot since that yeah. huge stretch of games. And his line sitting at 82 and a half scrimmage yards, 61 and a half rush yards. I would probably prefer his uh, rush yards instead of his scrimmage yards because he's just not being used as a receiver as yeah. much as he was during that good stretch. But he's still getting a good amount of carries. And with Pacheco, I actually kind of like his scrimmage yards better. He's not consistently used as a receiver, but he it's sitting at 86 and a half scrimmage yards for him. He has hit that in five of his last six games. He's been scoring like crazy too. If you want to combine that with a anytime touchdown score, but I, I like him to hit Pacheco to hit his scrimmage yards and then cook for the rushing yards. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective on that because yeah, Pacheco's not known as a pass catcher. Cook is, but you're right. The roles can kind of change here as we go in the playoffs. And look, the Bills are looking at James Cook as the main guy to carry the ball. So I do like that. 61.5 is pretty low. You can run the Chiefs if you can stick with it. So something to look at. And with Pacheco, I'll just make a slight adjustment. I'm going to stick with the rushing yards. I think it's low enough here with 63.5 where I can get that just in case he's not used in the passing game and they use other backs, right? So that's my one concern. But Look, these rush totals are pretty low because I think it's going to be more about the defenses and running games in this particular game. So, yeah, Pacheco and Cook, I definitely, if I'm playing DFS, I definitely want one of these guys in my lineup. And then for the the over, the Vegas thinks this is going to be a moderately low scoring game as well. I mean, not too low. It's still 45 and a half. But when you're considering this is a game against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, you're used to seeing that total up in the 50s, right, with these two. So pretty low. And then they have the Bills as two and a half point favorites. Do you think the Bills win this game? And by three points, are you taking the Chiefs? And then do you think they hit the over? I'm going with the team with the better defense and it travels and it's the Chiefs. I mean, they're just a better team right now in terms of that side of the ball. And we know how critical that is at this time of year, especially in the pass rush, right? Von Miller's not doing it a lot for the Bills. And you do have George Karloftis helping uh, Chris Jones quite a bit. So I think that combination is nasty. The secondary is good. I like the Chiefs defense. The Bills have too many injuries. So I, I think I'm taking the under and the Chiefs on the money line in this game, straight up uh, here. But two and a half, you pretty much have to commit to the Chiefs in that way. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills uh, to win and to cover. I, I think they're the better team right now. Maybe you're right. Uh, the Chiefs have slightly better defense because they're not dealing with the injuries the Bills are. But the Bills have still been performing just fine on that side of the ball. And I think the Bills offense is so much better than the Chiefs. And then, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to touch the line because I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, so I, I don't want to bet the under because, again, it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But I don't want to bet the over. So I'm going to stay away from that game and just take the Bills to win uh, by two and a half points. But we're going to get into our DFS lineup, our Sunday slate here to finish the show. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and I think I have a few surprises here for you, Michelle, so we'll see how it plays out, and uh, we'll see if we match our players as much as we did on Saturday slate, so something to watch there, but we got to hear first uh, from a couple more of our sponsors. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, 
it's the start of a new year. So every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the move I can make that's going to take my business to the next level 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. Uh, you're trying to build a winning team in fantasy football. It's a small business. One NFL team is trying to get the right mix of players in the locker room and coaches and personnel and all that good stuff. Well, LinkedIn Jobs is going to do that for your team as well. They've created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, might not have the time or resource to hire. LinkedIn has got your back there. Thankfully, LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. This episode's also brought to you by the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I've used the Game Time app for NFL, MLB, NBA tickets, concert tickets, you name it. And every single time, I was very happy with my experience. It's the fastest-growing growing ticketing app in the country for a reason get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time all you do is download the game time app create an account and use code lock on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase again you create an account on the game time app and redeem code Locked on NFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So I actually have the weirdest lineup for my DFS because I realized I, I'm with you. We were just talking about the Chiefs' bills. I also think it's going to be super low scoring. So I had a hard time fitting them into my lineup because I didn't yeah. feel great about any of them. So I have a ton of players from the Bucks lions game, but let's start with quarterback. Who do you have at your quarterback position? Yeah. Um, I thought about Baker Mayfield because he was the cheapest, but I went with Jared Goff because he's at home. Baker Mayfield's a little bit unpredictable, especially on the road and right when you think he's going to do well. So I took Jared Goff. He was the best value there in relation. Again, home game. He's usually reliable here for a nice uh, floor. So I went with him. So I went with Baker Mayfield because he was the cheapest and I wanted to get in some expensive wide receivers here. So I went with Baker because the Lions secondary, uh, pretty bad, right? Allowing a ton of passing touchdowns, a ton of yards. So I'm going to put my trust in Baker Mayfield, who we know could fall flat on his face at any given moment, but hopefully not this week. Who do you have as your two running backs? Yeah, I went cheap. Well, as cheap as I could. (laughs) that gave us a starting running back. So I didn't go with Isaiah Pacheco and I didn't go with either Lions back. So I went with Rashad White and I went with James Cook because these are the volume backs, very similar. I can get some receptions out of them, pad the totals a little bit. So yeah, Rashad White, James Cook, pretty easy for me. I just said, okay, where are the backs that are the reasonable value and are going to get the volume, right? These are the two guys. So I actually went with both the Lions running backs. I went with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery 
And they've been scoring all the touchdowns, right? They both have been getting into the end zone like crazy. Their yardage is down, but I have like, Gibbs has the capability of going off, and David Montgomery has the capability of scoring three touchdowns. So I, I went with both of them to kind of cover all my bases there. Uh, who'd you get for your your three wide receivers into your lineup? Yeah, I mean, I talked about Goff, and I wasn't sure about the touchdown total, but look, I'm hoping for two when I make this lineup, and I hope they both go to this guy, Amon Ross St. Brown. I paid up all the way for him. He was the highest uh, wide receiver on the board, 9,200, so I got him, and then I went for Mike Evans because he's the other wide receiver with a great matchup in this game. He's 7,500, then I went cheap on the Buccaneer side with Chris Godwin a little bit banged up. I didn't go all the way down to Chris Moore, but I took Trey Palmer. He had a nice long play touchdown so i went with him he's my cheap guy in this line well i have one more but in terms of name players and the offenses i have him here as my third wide receiver Vinny, my three wide receivers are amon ross and brown mike evans and trey palmer <laughs> we have <laughs> the same exact three wide receivers but i went with both evans and palmer to go with my baker mayfield so uh a three or stack there and then amon ross and brown he's just too good to keep out you're yeah. paying up a lot right he's 9200 the most expensive um skill player i think on the week so you're you're paying up a lot of money for him but i think totally worth it funny that we have the exact same three who'd you go for your tight end i have a feeling this might be the same guy as well well, I went with Kate Otten because the oh. matchup is good for the Lions, right? And I think he has a good chance to score in this game as part of the guys that Baker Mayfield is throwing to. So, yeah, I went with the matchup by the numbers here. This was the best one. So, taking Otten, I could have gone Sam Laporta, but, again, I, I didn't want to uh, go all the way straight uh, with Lions, so took Otten here. Okay, so I will say Kate Otten is in my lineup, but he's in as a flex. Okay. So I had to go super cheap for my flex play. And I, I mean, these cheap options, it's like Jamison Williams or David Moore or, you know, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. And with K-Dotton against this Lions defense, they struggle to cover the tight end. K-Dotton got a lot of uh, targets last week as well. Like, I felt like he had just as good of an opportunity. So I went with him as well to go with my Baker. It's like all Buccaneers. Yeah. But then I did go with Sam Laporta in my tight end spot. I just, I, I think this Buccaneers Lions game has a chance to be like a, one of those crazy 45 to 42 games. We've seen a lot of those games with Baker Mayfield, yeah. by the way, with the, with the Browns, uh, especially back in the day. So I, I could see this just being a super high scoring game. So that's why I just kind of plugged in all these guys from this matchup. Yeah, my flex, I had some money left over, and I was surprised. I went and got my defense first, uh, so I could see how much I had left for the flex. But I went Rashi Rice. Just I had the money. So I have a really Trey Palmer, you could say, is my flex, if you want to put it that way here in this one. But, yeah, I I first had to see what I had left over. And Rashi Rice has been on fire here. If any receiver does some damage, I completely trust to get the right targets other than Travis Kelsey in that game, I'm going with Rushy Rice. And I will, I'll just go ahead and reveal my defense that allowed me to get Rushy Rice is the Chiefs. I mean, I look at Josh Allen, who can get the ball turned over quite a bit and who can make big plays, what defense can do that. I think of all the four on the slate, the Chiefs is that defense. Yep, I went with the Chiefs as well. They're much cheaper than the the Lions were the most expensive defense on the week. Uh, I didn't, oh, I wouldn't wow. have wanted to pay up for them anyways. Uh, I would, I would have thought the Chiefs or the Bills. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I was surprised that the Chiefs were less expensive, so I went with them as well. And I needed to because I needed to save some money with paying up for the two running backs, unlike you. But uh, yeah, those are our lineups. 
Yeah, those should be pretty good. And again, just like we did with the Saturday slate, we invested a little bit more in the game. We think it's going to be higher scoring. That's what you should do. Look at the totals. Look at where the points are going to come. Don't go just on the marquee, right? I mean, in both cases, it looks like it's going to be the NFC game, right? A little bit more offense in the NFC, and we hope uh, there's a lot of good stuff there. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of NFC involved in our price picks fix of the week. We'll have our three regular picks and our demon pick there for you to close the show tomorrow, as well as looking at FanDuel slate, maybe put it all together, right? And see what we have and the values for the whole weekend. So a lot of good stuff to uh, consider. There's so many ways to play DFS. FanDuel price picks, great ways to do that. We'll give you a little bit more advice as we close the week of shows tomorrow. For this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majid. Bye, y'all.